morning, San Francisco. <sighs> you beautiful, sweet, crisp and cool city by the bay. Good morning. Good morning, San Francisco. Hello. Crisp and cool indeed out here. Yeah. Crisp, cool, and blue skies. Yeah, it's a nice day, it's looking like. Absolutely. How are you? I'm doing well this morning. I'm uh we apologies for starting a few minutes late this morning. Had some part delays. Part delays, the most human of things to happen. We did the rare uh, everyone get off the train. JK LOL, everyone get back on the train. <laughs> so we're here just a few minutes late, but we are stoked to be here. It is a beautiful Thursday in San Francisco. We've got folks walking to and from east and west, west and east, north and south as the commuters go by two wheels and by two feet, as well as some by four feet. Some by four wheels, too. Some by four wheels, truly. <laughs> and uh, it's looking good out there in San Francisco. So hello and good morning to you. Yeah, thanks for starting your Thursday with us. We've got a great show for you today. We have a wonderful program. Uh, one of our favorite peoples, uh, Ildico from Sutro Stewards, is coming on to join us at yeah. the 8.45, the second hour of our show. Yep. Uh, and in the meantime, we're just soaking in the fact that it's a beautiful day out here. Yeah, it really is. Again, we're broadcasting live from the corner of 16th and Valencia this morning. The window's open. The people are walking by. The coffee is hot. And Manny's is open for business in just a few minutes. Just a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, good morning. <laughs> Oh, goodness. So, uh, again, great show. Hello, hello. I feel like we're seeing some of the regulars out here this morning. So many friendly folks, too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, again, it's going to be a beautiful day. I don't know about you. What are you, what are you wearing today? You got a sweater on, jacket? What's your, what's your clothing recommendation being out here on the street at this hour? Today was a tough one because they said on the news that it's gonna, we're entering a warming trend, right? Mm -hmm. Then I looked at that warming trend, and it still said it was going to be 58 today. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I'm wearing a, a wool jacket and a light sweater. What about yourself? Ooh, I'm doing shirt and then uh, like a wool collared shirt. Oh, yeah. And then a light jacket over the top of it. Wool collared shirt? Let me see that. Oh, this thing. Oh, oh yeah. wow. <laughs> Mixing business and comfy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we do here on Roll Over Easy. <laughs> Uh, if you're tuning in for the first time, this is two hours of radio surrounded by reality as we're taking you from under the covers to laughter coffee the best way we know how, which is just... Uh, with her best friends. Just good news. Yeah, just good news. Good stories, good vibes, and otherwise an optimistic take on what's going on in and around San Francisco right now. Right now, right we're here. The, we're now. We're the now, as B. Hutch would paint. <laughs> the now. That we are. Well, can I give you the weather for the now? Hit me. All right. Like I said, the high today is going to be 58 degrees, though currently... Mm -hmm. It's only 50 out there. Okay. Little Morning. bit chilly. Uh, we are entering a warming trend. The news did not lie. It's going to be 64 tomorrow, 64 wow. on Saturday. Both cloudy days, but then Sunday, 68 and a little sun Woo. in January. I, You know, I got to say, it's very, very clear over here in the mission this morning. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. Uh, as we look towards next week, I'm sure you're wondering when the rain is coming back. And next Tuesday night is when the rain comes back. We okay. may have a rainy show next Thursday. Uh, is, are we going to get like a lot of rain next week? A lot of rain. I yeah. see like close to two inches of Ooh. rain here between Wednesday and Saturday. That's a lot of rain. It's a lot of rain. I think the earth is happy with it, though. I think you're right. Uh, the sunrise today was at 7.20 a.m. The tide is rising until 10, I think, 47 today. And the sunset, the magic hour. Whew. I'm going to guess today. What's the date today? The 25th? Uh-huh. Sunset's at 5.25. Correct. Hey, all right. 
<laughs> the easiest month for picking the sunset, yeah. at least this time around. Thank you, Burrito Justice, for that tip. <laughs> um, do you have a jam for the people to start off their Thursdays with? I got like a very 49ers-specific jam. Oh, I like uh, it. Yeah, we got a new... Uh, so the 49ers are playing in the NFC Divisional Championship. There are four teams left playing yeah. football yeah. still. And the 49ers are one of them. And people that like football are like... I think that it's either going to be the Niners that win the Super Bowl or somebody else. But mm-hmm. Niners 50-50 chance, right? Oh, okay. So they're great. Uh, yeah. Our local team right now is just balling out, as they say. So we got another local banger. This is not from E40. <gasps> this is from a relative of E40s. This is from Pilo. Oh, I love Pilo. So this is Do It For The Bay. And it's just like a two-minute shot about just the 49ers. <laughs> not in the same way choices hit. But, uh, yeah, San Francisco. This is a, this is a brand new rap track about your 49ers. So uh, back in two minutes, uh, socials, you can hit us up. We are at RollOverEasy at SFBA.social. We are RollOverEasy on Twitter, RollOverEasy on Instagram, and you can just also just come by the corner of 16th and Valencia and just holler at us. We're around. <laughs> All right, we're going to hop into it. BRB, <laughs> do it for the Bay. Oh, you goodness. They say on the internet, as the uh, fair weather fan amongst us. <gasps> can I teach you a few Niners things? Yeah, absolutely. I was just gonna say I'm gonna be bumping that song now. So you can always play uh, a little bit of Pilo, uh, you know, because again, just Bay Area hip hop artist who's been doing it for a long time. Ooh, that coffee! I need some coffee badly. What does this mug say? I don't it says need- I don't need Google. Google. My boyfriend knows everything. <laughs> strange, strange <laughs> mug at Mandy's this morning. Uh, so as we're pouring some coffee, we hope you are as well, San Francisco. A few Niners things for you. The Niners play in Santa Clara, but they're the San Francisco Niners. So be on the lookout for promos that show, like, sweeping views of San Francisco. 
including one from a few years ago that was kind of funny. Some artist did a, they did like a picture, like a, you know, a quick, uh, thank you for the coffee. I should have a sip before I try to find the right word for this. Should we have a sip together? Let's have a sip together and then I'll try to find the right word from what I'm saying. All right, San Francisco, get your coffee ready together. Let's all take a sip together. Get your coffee. I think th- I think they've got their coffees out there. What do you think? Clever French press. Press on the French press. And give it a pour. All right. I think everyone's got their coffee ready. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, San Francisco. Count of three. Let's all take a sip together. Ready? One, two, and. Oh yeah. Mm. That's good. Mm. That is good. That is great. Wow. Oh man. So, the 49ers, a number of years ago, were playing also on a national stage, and the producers for the show put together a quick little video overview of San Francisco, including a really poorly photoshopped version of the Golden Gate Bridge with three main... Uh, <laughs> what? With three large sort of... What, what's the correct word? Towers. Towers, thank yeah. you. Should have more coffee. With three towers. And uh, that was quickly pointed out by many that that's not exactly how the Golden Gate Bridge looks. So keep an eye out for that. That's one thing to watch out for. Uh, the second is that uh, Brock Purdy, their quarterback for the last couple seasons, was the last person picked in the draft a number of years ago. Amazing. That person generally is called Mr. Irrelevant mm-hmm. because they're almost entirely cut. Yeah. They don't do anything. There's no not. way. Three, uh, 300 other people are ahead of them or something like that. And this guy's leading them to a Super Bowl, which I think is can be encouraging uh, if you sort of zoom out and think about the fact that if you get a shot, you can always make a shot. Look, if you're the last person on your team today, you might be the leader tomorrow. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, another thing to say, uh, do you know what you say when a Niners fan says, who's got it better than us? Nobody. Yeah, nobody. Okay, I know a few things. Who's got it better than us? Nobody. There you go. Whew. Okay. All right, look at that. Other things I should know? Uh, red and gold. Yeah, yeah. Red and gold. Um, and that the greatest Niners cave, man cave is a term for it, I believe exists in Wisconsin. Wait, what? Grant Merrick wrote an article about this last year. Uh, I believe it's in Wisconsin is the greatest 49ers man cave. So anyway, just a fun couple fun facts. I should pull up that article. I love that. Oh, goodness. So there's some Niners facts for you. I appreciate those. I'm going I'm to be using those on Saturday, Sunday, Saturday. Sunday? Sunday. We're looking it up here. No, we'd never do that on live. <laughs> never look up something on live. Oh, wheelie. Wheelie through wheelie, the interception. Yeah! Did a wheelie still turn going. all the way. Is he still going? Still going. Doing the wheelie. All the way. Oh, he's, oh, he's coming back. He's coming back. back. He's circling back. back. <laughs> oh, he dropped it down. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, okay. yeah! yeah! Woo! <laughs> people, other people are, like, applauding him. <laughs> That was a great. There's a great goodness happening down here on the corner of 16th and Valencia this morning. Uh, that guy did a wheelie heading south on Valencia, took a left onto 16th, went down 16th, circled back, and then went back north on Valencia while doing a wheelie. It doesn't matter where he's going as long as the wheelie takes him there. That was beautiful. That was a great one. So, you see the, the other people were like laughing and clapping for him too. It's like you just that, that individual just united 16th and Valencia. <laughs> um. Can I tell you a, a, a hot tip from coffee this morning? Really briefly, the 49ers play to answer your question, 3.30 p.m. on Sunday. Okay. And there's one game before that at noon, but 3.30 p.m. 3.30 on Sunday. Got it on my calendar. Great. Um, so this morning went to get coffee, and uh, the coffee shop was dark. <gasps> but there was people inside. 
So I opened up the door and they said, hey, power's out, but if you got cash, we got coffee for you. Ooh. And it's a great reminder to just always have a little bit of cash on you. When, totally agree. When the big one comes, you know it's going to be uh, really useful to have some cold, hard cash. A little bit of cash will be great. Another thing that's going to be great, uh, a deck of cards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe some mini airplane bottles of liquor for bartering if things get really bad. I definitely have a stash of airplane bottles of liquor for bartering. <laughs> An MP3 of the Forever Wave so you know where to go when it gets really bad. <laughs> <laughs> give, give it to me on like a, a cassette tape. Oh, goodness. Uh, some hellos this morning. The first one goes out to friend of the program, friend of San Francisco, and friend of Rollo Breezy, Thomas Rogers. Hello. Hello, Thomas. Thomas, uh, getting early in that Caltrain action this morning, says, Good morning from Caltrain and sends in a great mug shot. Mm. Sipping some coffee, hopping on the train, and heading down south. Nice. I would assume. I assume he's not taking it from 22nd to 4th Street, but maybe. You know, there's got to be a crowd that does, right? That's like, that's their direct line wherever they're going. Someone did the math and they're like, it's going to sound crazy, but <laughs> I actually should be taking Caltrain to 4th Street. Well, and pretty soon, if you use the term pretty soon here liberally, you'll be able to take Caltrain from 22nd Street down to the Trans Bay Terminal. Yeah, pretty so. soon is a liberty. That's carrying a lot of weight. Pretty Very. soon has a lot on its shoulders in that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> but when it, when it happens, we'll see you there, Thomas. Uh, another hello goes out to friend of the program. Oops. Well, also that. Hello. Oh, goodness. Hello goes out to Phil. Twin Trees Coffee. Hey, Phil. Phil says, good morning. Roll over easy. Very bright moon right now. Moonset is at 741 a.m. this fine morning. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, a little bit of moonset action there. Moonset right after uh, sunrise. Pretty nice. Phil's a new dad. Any new dad early morning tips for him? Oh, um, lots of coffee. Watch the moonrise. Watch the moonrise. Uh, and, you know, just embrace it. <laughs> em embrace it. You're going to be up at all hours. I think that is evident in this tweet that was sent about an hour ago. <laughs> and congrats, Phil. Absolutely. Uh, who else is hanging out with us this morning? Jeff! Hey, Jeff Potzinger. Good morning, Jeff. Hello. Says here, have a simultaneous sunrise moonset. Jeff's good with the program. He knows what's going on. He's watching the sunset. He's mm -hmm. watching the moonrise. He's, <laughs> or, so he's watching the sunrise, and he's watching the moonset. He's watching the combination sunrise and moonset. <laughs> Uh, looking great out there. Really beautiful this morning. Uh, to sort of go off that, taking a look at some of the webcams around San Francisco right now, the Mark Hopkins Hotel shows for the most part a really clear and beautiful morning. A little bit hazy towards the Golden Gate Bridge, but don't let that deter you from going crabbing this morning or maybe taking a ride up to Hawk Hill as it's still looking beautiful out. Mm. Uh, to the east, it looks gorgeous and very sunny. The Salesforce Tower cams show a shot over San Francisco with smoke, or smoke, excuse me, fog, slightly uh, moving back from the southern part of the city, similar to down by Daily City. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning, on air. Hello, on air. <laughs> on air? On air. On air. Sign don't lie. Oh, goodness. Yeah, we got the on air sign in front of us this morning. <laughs> Uh, and Golden Gate Bridge wind is just at a chill nine miles per hour right now. Mm. So, you know, put on those extra thick pants or uh, jacket and maybe just do a quick Hawk Hill lap this morning. Oh, man. One of my colleagues does a Hawk Hill lap at least once a week. Nice. And every time I see the video, I'm just filled with envy. So get on out there. I've never been on an early morning Hawk Hill bike ride and thought to myself, I shouldn't be out here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not one time have I ever regretted it. Have you ever been to Hawk Hill and regretted it? Uh, no. 
Yeah. Never. I've been up there late at night, freezing, and not yeah. regretted yeah. it. Really yeah. beautiful. Yeah. We're so lucky. I know San Franciscans, you know this, but the ability for us to be able to hop on a bike, a bus, or walk around. Hey, good morning. And being such a beautiful place such as Hawk Hill is not something to take for granted, but something to enjoy, cherish, and celebrate. So get on out there. We have, like, nature's full bounty right outside our city limits within it as well. But you can just get a lot of nature pretty close by here. Absolutely. You know, we were chatting with Judy Irving last week about the wild parrots of Telegraph Hill. And first of all, great conversation. Somebody I just want to keep talking to. Judy, so great. Judy, we'll get a glass of wine or a cocktail with you any day of the week and go look at some birds. Absolutely. Uh, But one of the things that stuck with me that we were chatting about with her was the accessibility to the outdoors and Mm -hmm. to watching and seeing these birds on a regular basis. Yeah. It's so easy just to get on out there, take a walk, and otherwise enjoy some beautiful nature. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. I really want to watch her movie Pelican Dreams now. That's on my list for the next time uh, a rainy day comes. Nice. Nice, nice. Uh, I want to see. It was uh, cold, not plunge. Cold refuge. Cold refuge is the movie of first that I want to see. Yeah. Also, I really got to rewatch the Wild Parrots at Telegraph Hill. I saw yeah. that one a long time back, but like, it's worth it. It might be out of the Roxy now, but at least up until this last weekend, it was yeah. it was still playing. I didn't see it on streaming services. I think for that same reason, where they were trying to get folks to go there for with just cause. Yeah. Like, get on over the Roxy. Uh, you won't feel bad supporting the Roxy, no matter what you see there. No, whether it's you're going to see something for Sketchfest or uh, an indie lit uh, or an indie movie mm-hmm. uh, venture, or maybe Lit Crawl later in the year, the Roxy is just the place to go for arts and culture in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As are all your neighborhood theaters. Really true. Really, really true. Uh, hello, goes out to Soldier. Hello. hello. Soldier says hello. Roll over easy, and he's got a little cat mug action happening here. <laughs> you love to see it. Oh, little kitty mug. As we let, wait for the big trucks to go by. Go big trucks. Uh, and some people realized a little while ago that um, <laughs> we weren't uh, we weren't live on the air. Jeff says, oh, no, a rerun is playing. Fix it, fix it, fix it. <laughs> We're on it, Jeff. We are back. The BART was just making it a little bit more difficult than, uh, than anticipated. Yeah. Uh, a good morning goes out to Annie Fryman as well. Woo-hoo! says, good morning, my friends. A right now shot of a hazy Golden Gate Bridge stunner. Ooh, where do you think this one's from? Ooh, beautiful, see yeah. see this right here? Uh, this, gosh, oh my goodness. Okay, so I'm going to guess, because of the Monterey Cypress, uh-huh, that I believe uh-huh. are in the foreground, I'm going to guess this is Land's End, looking back to the sort of northeast. Yeah, yeah, I what think you're think? right. I uh, Land's End Trail or Lincoln Park is, is my guess. Lincoln Park's a great one, too. Yeah, The Land's End Trail is one of the most, everyone knows that it's great, but you could go a hundred times in a year, and I think it would be spectacular on the 99th and 100th time. <laughs> 99th time, you're like, would you have one more time, we'll do this. Oh, morning. Getting some bell rings out here. hellos morning. from some folks on bicycles this morning. Uh, I was actually out at Lincoln Park not long ago. I was just kind of passing through there. And I was thinking about the magical moment during the pandemic when they turned it into a picnic ground. Oh. What do we have to do to bring that back? That was a great, that was a great, in, uh, you know, we look at these things with rose-colored glasses to sure, some degree, sure. right? But that was one of the coolest things was when they're like, you know, what we're not going to do is let people play golf for a while. <laughs> and you can just go into the park and enjoy. Lay out a blanket. Absolutely beautiful and wonderful. And considering we have like 19 golf courses in this town, oh my goodness, it seems reasonable that I don't know once a month we make one of them a picnic ground. 
I don't think it. Good tunes. Good, good tunes. Yeah. Uh, is it really 19? It's something no, like it's, a, it's six but it's like or 11? seven. No, seven? It's, it's six or seven. There are six that. Okay, hold on. I think there's six that you, as the taxpayer, owns. Okay, yeah. And I think there's like three more pl- private ones. So I think we have between like seven and ten. Well, if you count all the urban putts, uh, I think we're up to 13, <laughs> I, which I do for what it's worth. <laughs> Absolutely count urban putt. And then what's the one down by a Spark Social? Oh, um, probably it, something silly like that too. <laughs> Sip and putt or something. Yeah. Okay, so now we're up to maybe twelve or thirteen. Mm-hmm, twelve or mm-hmm. thirteen golf courses. Are there any other golf? Oh, there's a there's one in Soma I think where you just hit a golf ball into a screen. Fourteen. <laughs> you, you're right. We really are getting up to fifteen, sixteen. Are we at peak golf in San Francisco right now? <laughs> we are definitely at peak golf in San Francisco. Has there ever been more places? That's a funny thing to ask. Have there ever been more? Has there ever been a time? Where you can play golf in whatever form in more places than you can than right now in San Francisco. We haven't even talked about disc golf. Oh, foot golf. Yeah, foot golf. <laughs> Down there at McLaren Park. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, McLaren Park's golf course does the thing that I wish all of the golf courses did, which it makes it accessible for foot golf, which is like soccer golf, as well as disc golf, which you're mentioning, which is just so cool that they're like all of the golfs. Absolutely. Welcome golf. All of the golfs except picnics. All of the golfs, but just leave that picnic basket at home. <laughs> no blankets. We'll get there soon, I believe. Uh, well, no matter what, uh, Annie Fryman, hello and good morning to you. You know, Annie's doing the, the thing similar to those going up to Hawk Hill. It's like just getting out there early mm-hmm. in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the thing to do. Again, San Francisco, rarely will you ever, if, if ever, regret getting out and about early in the morning. Yeah. Uh, and lots of folks getting out here on Valencia right now. Hey, good morning. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's a, looking busy this morning. Yeah, it's very busy out here. Got a handful of folks that are making their way, commuting by scooter, by walking, by bicycle, wheelchair, the whole thing. I think folks are taking advantage of the fact that it's been rainy. It's going to be rainy again. But right now, it's just a nice day out there. Just a beautiful day. You're right. You know, if you've been thinking about it, hey, I should really get outside and go for a walk. Today's the day. Oh, yeah. Put on those thick socks. Oh, yeah. Today is not a day for your thin socks. One thing I was kind of impressed with, I wore some, uh, wore my boots today. Mm-hmm. I was talking to you about this. Uh, big boot wearer these days, especially around the rainy season. I never yeah. regret it. Uh, but it's pretty dry out there. It's not too, uh, not too damp or wet outside. Yeah, we went on a hike not too long ago, and you were just way more prepared than I was, which is, you know, pretty par for the course. <laughs> <laughs> just boots. That's the only difference for what it's worth, what he's describing right now. So I was just wearing boots, and he was wearing sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> but on that day, I agree that did make a difference. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, let's think about this for a second. Uh, pulling up some good news. We've got lots of things going on that are positive and happening around San Francisco. Can you talk to me? Can I get a question for you? Talk to me. Imagine if you will. I'm downtown. Uh-huh. It's Thursday. Oh. i got to get some lunch somewhere. I'm real hungry. But, you know, I'm, I'm used to the spots. I've been, I've been going to the same places uh, for a number of number of months, or maybe even a number of years, where should I go get lunch in downtown San Francisco right now? Have you tried the basement at the Westfield? <gasps> the basement at the West? You mean the future home of the Velodrome? Once we turn that into a sports complex, I have, but not in ages. What's going on? So we got a dispatch from our once and forever food critic, uh, Saleel Ho, recently. Light the beam. 
Light it, Sutro. Put those lights up on top of Sutro. Selena's telling us where to eat. I love it. I 100% love this. What is she saying? She. They said they that said, the excuse me. super apologies. tender lamb korma freshly with freshly made garlic naan is the best lunch option in downtown SF right now. And it's at a place called... Mashallah, halal Pakistani food. Ooh. What a hidden gem. Saleo. In the food court at the Westfield. So I don't find myself going to the Westfield food court very often. But I'm going there today. 100%. Saleo. Oh. Yeah. Thank hey, you. Do you want to get lunch today? I'd love to get lunch okay. today. <laughs> it sounds great. <laughs> um, I like this because it's just sitting there in plain sight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would like Saleo to give us just like one under the radar totally offbeat food recommendation via instagram every i'd take it every six months and i'd die a happy man i'll take any of their blessings to be honest with you yeah let us know where we should be eating <laughs> that's a great one uh so leo recently uh opined on our parklet situation too did you see that one so i did but i actually did not read this so what's going on mm. so as you may have noticed our parklets are uh they're disappearing they are they're uh they're going uh you know, we've, they're going away. We've passed peak partlet, right? Oh. As we're entering peak golf. <laughs> but there've never been more golf courses. I, I don't I actually don't know if that's true. Was there a golf course that was removed at some point? I I think, I think so. once you put a golf course in, it's kind yeah. of there forever. Unfortunately. Continue on. <laughs> oh, um so, so they were saying essentially that um through a, a mix of bureaucratic, uh, unfortunate reasons, we're losing all of our parklets that we allowed folks to put them up kind of willy-nilly during the pandemic. Which I, I thought was fantastic. Was absolutely the best. Uh, but now that we want them to be a bit more permanent, withstand the rain a bit better, mm -hmm. things like that, we've started to put in a whole bunch of rules that have made businesses just go, nah. Yeah. No, thank you. Which is a shame because I think everyone really enjoyed uh, Peak pe Peak Parklet. I don't know. I, you know, I don't know who doesn't love Parklets. Yeah. Who looks at Parklets and goes, I don't know about these sorts of things. Um, I rarely read the comments, but I read the comments on this one, and just huh. about everyone was saying, I love the Parklets. More Parklets. Parklets were the best. Bring the Parklets back. Yeah. Um, I do think the newer ones we're getting are clearly head and shoulders better than the temporary ones agree say hello over there to ian good morning ian <laughs> uh but it's a shame that we would say th this this reminds me of your thousand day head start idea yeah we gave folks a thousand days yes but then did not say somewhere within that thousand days here's where you need to be we just said you need yeah. to cle completely start over no gradual improvement. You need to tear this thing down and build a new one, maybe about eight feet further that way. Uh, you know, and part of that, I so I don't like that. I don't like the lack of very clear expectation setting and alignment around what they needed to be and by when. Uh -huh. But I really liked that in the beginning of the pandemic, it was very sort of like willy-nilly as you described. Just like, you want to build a parklet? Go for it. You got a saw in your house? You got some lumber? <laughs> sure. I love that, and I want to encourage that. And I wish it didn't take such a an awful thing like the pandemic to make those sorts of changes in San Francisco. Um, but we really saw that you know, you know anyone could kind of put one up. So, see, early bird pours a little more coffee this morning. Uh, John King had a great story this week about Bonnie Shirk. 
John, John King got me into spits fire in the booth. I got to say, like, he's he might be in his prime. He's, he's he's hitting it. I've had seasons where I have not been John King's biggest fan. I'm I'm trending back the other direction. 100% agree with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what uh, was John King's article about this week? He had a great article about um, an art opening that I, I'm so glad he alerted us to. Bonnie Shirk was a... Uh, w- worked in land art, environmental art, right? Mm-hmm. So think of Andy Goldsworthy's Woodline in the Presidio. Mm-hmm. Um, she, at one point, um, did this thing which essentially created parklets long before parklets were a thing in the 70s huh. um, and put one in Maiden Lane with uh, farm animals, put one up on the de- decommissioned Central Freeway. Love it. Uh, has done a lot of cool stuff. When I was working in the Portola, she was just over the hill in Bernal and was kind of a legend around those parts. Nice. Uh, but she's got an art exhibit up at Fort Mason, so get on down there. Check it out. Cool. Yeah. Love a good art exhibit at Fort Mason. Uh-huh. And just more folks like that pushing parklets into the future. Love it. Love it. Uh, if you could put a parklet anywhere in San Francisco, where would be your parklet spot? Anywhere And I'm in saying, San so I want you to imagine this parklet. It's got heaters in it. It's uh, comfortable. It can shield you from the rain. Mm. Very like you're not going to be, uh, you know, sort of in a wet room. Kind of imagine almost not. I don't want to say a shipping container, but like something of that size that yeah. will also keep you comfortable. Where would you put a parklet? Anywhere in San Francisco. Anywhere in San Francisco. Hmm. Cliff House. Ooh. Just put one right outside of Cliff House. You know, that give me some out, some more outdoor seating there. That's a really, really good one. Yeah, kind of overlooking Ocean Beach, so you're looking south from there. Yeah, that that uh, that look over. Yes, yeah. that's a great spot for one. Yeah. What about you? I really like that a lot. I was kind of thinking, you know, I was thinking on Market Street somewhere. Yeah. Where you could watch things, but then I thought the Orbit Room does a lot of what I want <laughs> the parklet to be, which is just a beautiful view down Market mm-hmm, Street, and you mm-hmm. got pizza right there. Uh, I like I like yours a lot. I'll give another sort of park-related one. Uh, I want one right at the start of the panhandle. Mm. Kind of kick off the panhandle. Yeah. Nice spot for folks to sit down and rest. Uh, that's right by, you know, you've got you've got floodies over there. Uh, but a parklet. The beginning of the panhandle sounds lovely. I like that. We're getting some golf news in, by the way. <gasps> Roll over easy. We're 100% here for your golf news this morning. <laughs> Uh, so Mac and Jeff both say that there used to be a large driving range by the houseboats in Mission Bay. Oh, yeah. We did lose that one. Yeah. Stagecoach Greens is there now, mm-hmm. uh, which is what I think we were thinking about for the, the uh, mini golf. One. Mini golf. Yeah. Uh, Jeff tweets in a great shot of a very small, quite tower watching a boxing match between the Transamerica Pyramid and Sutro Tower. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Yeah, there did used to be a driving range there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back in the day. And Jeff also says what San Francisco and Oakland should have should have been doing during the 1,000-day parklet head start, glad that's catching on, is helping design and produce standardized prefabbed parklets. Example, modified shipping containers. Ha, I just said shipping uh, He's like, and you just said shipping containers. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Mark Hogan somewhere, his ears just perked up because we're talking about shipping containers. He just right cursed now. and he doesn't know why. Yeah, he's like, why am I, what is the sense of doom? Yeah. Why are we talking parklets? Um, no, shipping containers are great. Uh, the prefab thing is a great call. I know um, over in the beautiful hill town of El Cerrito, a whole apartment complex was just created in a prefabbed way oh. where all of the apartments were built in Vallejo and then just brought over and sort of like, like giant Lego pieces plugged and played together. Nice. Which I love the idea of that. I think it moves construction to places where large-scale construction makes more sense and allows uh, people to build a little bit quicker yeah. and more efficiently, it seems. Mm-hmm. So uh, prefab parklets. 
so much cool stuff happening in that regard. Uh, you got the prefab houses. You got mass timber. You were just down at yep. the Warriors game last night. I, w- I went by the CCA building down there recently, which mm. is all mass timber, which just looks so cool. Oh, gosh, love it. Uh, can I hit you with some news? I want to get your opinion on something. I would love to <laughs> ask ask away. <laughs> the Tonga Room. <gasps> what? The Tonga Room still fantastic. Has made a change. Okay. They have gotten rid of all of their tiki mugs. They're just now in glasses. <gasps> the drinks are still flourished. They're still <gasps> just as colorful. They've still got the garnishes. They taste delicious, but they are not in kitschy mugs anymore. Give me your thoughts. Whoa. I Did you not know this? I did not know this. Oh, man. I'm so sorry to be hitting with you live on air. Take a sip of coffee and think okay. about this for yeah. a second. Yeah. I want to I get your take on this. Why? <laughs> um, well, I don't think the Fairmont has enough money, and they were losing money because people were stealing them. So I think they did away with them for that reason. Goodness. That is really unfortunate. I really like a fun tiki mug. Uh-huh. I think that that's part of the tiki... Uh, Good morning. Come the tiki bell. joy. Uh especially at the uh, Tonga Room, is the mug that you're drinking it out of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we see this at other tiki bars around the Bay Area as well. Uh, they've got great mugs, and I think that, that is a chunk of what makes it a fun and exciting place. I think that stealing tiki mugs is, of course, disrespectful and wrong and doesn't... It just... It hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, you, you know, but maybe... I don't know. Were they for sale? Could you have bought one? Oh, I would have loved to have bought a tiki mug Could from you, the Tonga you know, Room. Could you, you know, have been like, well, ten more bucks and you get to keep the mug. Oh, I would have done that in a heartbeat. Right? I'm, I'm bummed to hear that. That's uh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't think I would return the drink if I got it, like in a pint glass. <laughs> they, they're not in pint glasses. They're still in willy-frilly glasses with nice curves and stuff like that. They're just in actual glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Not not the tiki mugs. No. No. I'm so sorry to have broken this to you on air. <laughs> save, the, save this hard-hitting news for before the show when we have our quick sync up. <laughs> we said it was only going to be good I didn't see this on the news. one-on-one agenda last time. <laughs> oh, goodness. Hey, hello goes out to Paul Valdez and Miles the Cat. Paul says, top of the morning, roll over easy. Doing the day with a shot of goodness with Miles. Ooh. Sends in a great shot of Miles the cat this morning, hanging out, drinking some coffee, and waking up. No horns, please. (laughs) Turn those horns down. Paul Valdez. I love it. Paul could be anywhere around us right now. It's true. Roaming through the mission. Uh, He's the man about town. He's the man about town. Well, he's the bike mayor of San Francisco. Oh, that he is. Um, Do you know who I saw yesterday? Friend of the program as well. Said they're normally on meetings right now during our show, but want to give them a shout out anyway. Stephanie Deppa. Hello. Walked off of an Enjuda right next to me, and we just shared a moment on the street together. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen Stephanie in a minute, but hello to you, Stephanie, if you're Mm -hmm. listening later. Hello to Ross and... Also, hello to, uh, not Miles the cat, uh, Milo. Milo the mm-hmm. cat, thank you. Mm-hmm. Hello, Milo. <laughs> All right, we got some traffic yeah, back up Yeah, we got a little up here on Valencia. Yeah. We got a driver in the bike lane. Oh, yeah. We're on the, the, the curb, curb side lane. of us. We yeah. got, you know, they're trying to make two lanes into one. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's not working real oh. well. There we go. When All will right. folks learn that maybe Valencia is just not the street to drive down? Not today, apparently, as it's backed up into the... I, I, I'm looking down the street as well. It looks like all the way down to 8, 17th it's backed up. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, there's just cars in a row, not moving. All right. Meanwhile, bike lane totally clear. Wide open. Get on down there. Check it out, San Francisco. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, a few uh, other messages that have come in. Uh, Squeefish, hello. Hello. Uh, let us know the proper way to pronounce your handle, if that's not it. Um, Rollo Verzi, I'm on the same vibe regarding parklets. I was thinking Ocean Beach or the Great Highway. The beginning of the panhandle is about, relatively for San Francisco, uh, to get housing over the DMV with some great views. Oh, can't wait. Can't wait. That's going to be a really good one. I like it. Uh, regardless of how you feel about Dean Preston, that is an excellent, excellent issue that he's been pushing along. Yeah, so talk. what's going on over here? So DMV, uh, state-owned lot, full block, right? It's huge. Huge. I never. It's never full. It's never full, but the DMV is also never, like, working well either, right? Shocking. So Dina said, hey, San Francisco, you want us to build 82,000 units of housing, and you want us to build a lot of affordable units. Why don't we build a lot of affordable units on this lot that you own yeah. that we're not using very well yeah. right next to our biggest park? <laughs> and uh, to the state's credit, the state said, yeah, let's explore that. Let's take this down cool. the road a little bit. So I think it's still a ways out. These things have lots of steps in the process. Uh, but it's moving at a pace that I don't know if it would have uh, if it hadn't been pushed in that way. Well, shout out, uh, shout out Dean Preston. Is that what I just said on the radio? Uh, shout out Dean. But also, uh, any truth to the rumor that they're also going to put a Safeway in that DMV parking lot? Did you see the Safeway is going to be sticking around for nine more months while yeah. we're figuring out yeah. what to do? I like this. I I like that both the mayor and Dean, mortal enemies, came together and said, we got to keep the Safeway here for as long as we can. You know, there's something about $5, fri $5 chicken on Fridays at Safeway that really can unite <laughs> San Francisco's politicos. Uh, yeah, this is so the Safeway in the Fillmore was going to close very abruptly. Yeah. And uh, mayor, MLB, Mayor London Breed, and Dean Preston stepped in and basically were like, nah. We got to talk about this a little bit more. Yeah. There were some other resolutions that were going to get voted on. I think Peskin had a resolution where they were going to formally discourage it from happening or something like that. I uh, think I think I saw something that said that if you're a supermarket that's leaving, you have to give people like six months notice and find a new supermarket. And I feel like we should have made that rule for parklets, too. <laughs> <laughs> you have to let us know for six months in advance and then you have to find another parklet. I, I like that rule. <laughs> Um, yeah, so the Safeway is going to stick around for a little while longer while they try to figure out what goes in there. Uh, I think that a chunk of this was done because uh, MLB, she, she grew up in the area. She grew yeah. up in the neighborhood. She yeah. talked about that being the first grocery store she remembers going into mm. uh, at the mm -hmm. age of 11 or, or some, somewhere right around there was the quote. Yeah. Uh, which I think is, you know, of course, uh, substantial from a sort of uh, nostalgia point of view but more totally. importantly is important to make sure that there is good and equitable ways for residents of the film to get groceries mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and safeway it filled that gap yeah so if safeway leaves what do you want to replace it like hey, you can wave safeway to be honest with you <laughs> like you know uh i would say duck Loy would be would oh. be one that i'd like to replace it uh -huh. a local grocer who just does really good things i think they'd be a good one um uh grocery outlet maybe Ooh, gross, that would be good. I'd really love to see a Gus's there. Like, give me just oh. the world's largest Gus's. You know, I feel like they're due for just a huge space. <laughs> they just, uh, Gus's are just great. Right? So, yeah, we've got, a, we've got several really good, high-caliber, locally-owned grocery stores that I think fit the bill to go into the spot that Safeway is vacating. So let's get one of them in there. Don't sleep on New Maywa either. Uh, Ooh, 8th and Clement. Oh, yeah. 
That's the jam Does right New there. Does New Bay have multiple locations? I think they have one other location, but it's not in the city. I hmm. should I should know this as a uh, New Maywa stan. <laughs> uh, so we'll see what happens with that Safeway out there, but good to hear that it's sticking around for at least a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I give you some other uh, food news? Got a lot of food Please. news this I love week. It. Love it. All good news, San Francisco. Uh, your friendly neighborhood local Yelp recently released its list of the top 100 places to eat in the country, and only one is in San Francisco, and I can almost guarantee that you won't guess what it is. Oh, I'm going to... I remember reading this and saying to myself, <laughs> I don't know what this is. It's a Himalayan restaurant, is that right? Uh, yeah, it's a Himalayan restaurant um, in, where else? God's Greatest Neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Sonoma County. <laughs> Timeout's number one neighborhood in all of North America, the Richmond District. Oh, I love it. Um, yeah, so out on Geary is an, a restaurant called Ocean Indian Cuisine that has been deemed life-changing, and each bite feels like being hugged from the inside out. What an incredible quote that is. <laughs> I got to go there. Uh, definitely would like to go there. So where are we, so we're going to do lunch downtown yeah. in the Westfield. Then yeah. We're going to head out to dinner out in the Richmond. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this sounds great. we got a night ahead of us. <laughs> we got a whole day. And then we're going to the Tiki Room, and we're taking the glasses ah! <laughs> 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 And to get into it a little bit early, and Catherine, who just mentioned it's her birthday Sunday, we'll give one to Catherine for her birthday as well. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Uh, a few other things we want to touch on really quickly before we forget. Phone number you can text in at is 415-578-0555. Again, text us. It goes to me uh, in my Google Voice, 415-578-0555. Yeah. Uh, the other thing we want to touch on is that you can become a bestie and donate to BFF.FM by going to BFF.FM slash donate. $10 a month puts you in an exclusive club of other besties supporting the arts in San Francisco. Be part of the narrative. Be part of the change. Be a change maker in San Francisco. Donate a little bit of cash and help keep the arts growing and thriving. You know, the narrative over the years has been, oh, the San Francisco art scene. What's going on with it? <gasps> What's happening? <gasps> Gasp, clutching my pearls. And, you know, you can be a part of the story that revives the art scene in San Francisco and strengthens it by supporting BFF.FM. Just think, you walking around with a tote bag. Bright, cleverly, or proudly broadcasting that you love the greatest radio station in the history of time and space. Mm, that you do. And uh, it's a good lesson for all the arts in San Francisco. If you want to see the arts thrive in SF, you got to show up. you got to spend some money. Uh, get on out there. Go, love it. Go love see it, what's available it. to us. 100%. Um, let's see a few other uh, tweets and toots and all those sorts of things that are coming in. Catherine, hello. Good morning, Catherine. Hello says uh she says good morning sunday is my birthday but olive <gasps> doesn't care and sends in a great shot of all of the cat hanging out and uh, just chilling out as uh we think to ourselves maybe we can do this not that is this the song for Catherine? that was yeah that was a slight <laughs> rendition on it let's see let's go back to it Catherine, and happy early birthday. I just want to play for you. I'm dancing right now. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. I just never. I like that. 
how we're both dancing in the window, and no one's looking at us funny. No, because we're just a couple of guys on the just with microphones in our hand <laughs> broadcasting. Uh, well, happy birthday, Catherine. Yeah. And, uh, hope Olive wakes up extra early and makes you coffee that morning. <laughs> coffee in bed. Oh, goodness. And uh, Catherine also says, I'm not sure if some of the shoppers could afford, we're talking about the Fillmore Safeway, mm. not sure that some of the shoppers could afford a higher-end shop. The Fillmore Safeway takes SNAP benefits, so many of the stores don't do that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, then we'd like to petition Gus's to take SNAP benefits. Absolutely. Does, does Gus's not take SNAP benefits? I don't know the answer to that. Huh. Um, I would hope that they do, but I have no idea yeah. if they do or not. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so, again, I think that there's uh, lots of grocery stores that could go in there, but great point. You want to make sure that you're meeting the needs of the neighbors as opposed to prescribing the thing that the neighbors, yeah. you think the neighbors want. Uh, just a point of note, New Maywa takes SNAP benefits. Ew. Just saying, just saying if we want to get a big New Maywa in there, because that's a big Safeway. It is a big Safeway, and a big Duck Loy would do really well in there. Oh, my gosh. Hmm. All right, a bit more food-related news for you. <laughs> Love it. Keep have, it rolling. Have you been to Tunnel Tops Park in the Presidio? I have. And have you been Many there times. and said, oh, what I would do right now for a beer and a great slice of pizza? <sighs> I absolutely have said that to myself before. <laughs> Period. Uh, Tunnel Tops and the Presidio at large is doing what we should be doing with all of our parks, which is putting in the amenities that people want. And chief among them is the thing we have to do three times a day. Eat. Love it. They got some great pizza going in. And what I like about this pizza spot, look at this. It's protected from the elements, but with views of the bay. So this spot opened as something else, I think, originally. And now they just got a great pizza spot in there. You know, this kind of reminds me of the Tyler Florence going down to Union Square. Yeah. Like a really high quality thing in an area that you, I I, want to say, kind of expect a high quality, delicious thing to be. Yeah. High quality in so much as that is tasty. Are we at peak concessions? No. No? No? No, but uh, I think that things like this pizza spot and in down in Union Square and even the buy right down in Civic Center Plaza in that yeah. area, I think those are all great examples of, well, in buy right's case, uh, and I don't know if Tyler Florence is local, but they're like local small businesses being able to feed and nourish tourists and yeah. park enjoyers alike. And just showing the best of San Francisco cuisine at some of our yes. most gorgeous spots. I love it. Um, this is making me think we won't be at peak concessions until that restaurant um, at the top of the Salesforce Park that was going to become a crypto club. <laughs> That's right. It was an NFT restaurant. That didn't make it? That didn't, that didn't no? make it. Huh? It's, uh, it's bizarre. I didn't, uh, would have imagined that. Uh, huh. Interesting. Well, so once we figure that out, then we might be at peak concessions. Okay. Maybe then. Maybe <laughs> then. Uh, a little bit more food-related news for you, more on the beverage front, okay. which is that Anchor Brewing bidding is now closed. The bids are in, the numbers are being read and reviewed, and very soon we will find who is going to be owning what chunks of Anchor moving forward. Who's going to own the recipe, who's going to own the property, who's going to own the IP. What will become of Anchor is going to be answered for us in the very near future. Uh, can I just say I'm cautiously optimistic here? You know, I I want to say that I am as well. Uh, the article that is in the Chronicle by the uh, world-class Esther Mobley uh, talks about how, let's see, what's his name? It is Mike Walsh 
who's a VC who lives in the area, who's like, you know, I got in touch with a bunch of other VCs from the Bay Area, like the CEO of Pete's Coffee, another mm -hmm. local Bay Area institution, and we want to buy this thing, and here's the goal. Just don't lose a lot of money don't doing it. Don't lose a lot of money. I love just, it. We don't need to make money on this thing. We just don't want to lose money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that is a great pathway forward for Anchor because it allows them to not have to raise the price too dramatically. Maybe my Steam costs a couple more dollars. Yeah, the and they, they said that in there, I think. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, if that keeps Anchor Steam brewing, I'm in. Mm -hmm. I'll pay two more dollars for a six-pack. I'll tell you how confident I am this is going to work out. I've stopped stockpiling Anchor. If I really, if I see it at uh, the market now, I'm, buy it. I'm, I'm, I was buying it for a long time, and now I'm like, nah, it's coming back. You think we're going to have an Anchor under the tree this year? <sighs> Probably not this year. No, I believe. I believe. I, again, it's it's my job, and it is our job here to be optimistic. I believe that Anchor's coming back. I think Matt Brezina's here is just perked up at that. <laughs> Regular danker under the tree. Uh, uh, speaking of Matt Brzezina, can I give you a hot tip? A hot sports tip. I would love to hear a Matt Brzezina-related hot sports tip. <laughs> I take uh, a hot hot tub tip from him as well, for what it's worth. <laughs> I think you should always have friends that you go out and see certain offbeat sporting events with. Yeah. And for me, Matt's one of those folks. Recently, we realized that the University of San Francisco basketball team is good this Ooh, year. Ooh, I did not know that. Hooping. They're out USF? there. They're getting after it. And maybe you uh, you didn't have the ability to go to the Warriors game or you don't want to sit up in the nosebleeds. Let me just say that I sat in the second row watching college basketball nice. for $30 and saw Fun. a great game. And the, uh, the gym's just right in the center of town. Just not, not far from the Panhandle. Are they the Dons? The Dons. I did not know that they were good this year. Uh, great uniforms too. Like I need some shorts that are have San Francisco written in cursive and uh, some nice dark green on them. I like it. Yeah, good good uniforms all around. But uh, Dons basketball, get after it. Go Dons. Yeah. Let's see the uh, third in the West Coast right now, fifteen and five. Uh, otherwise, looking pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I was actually at a Warriors game last night. Had a great time there. Sat up in the nosebleeds and loved it. There's just not a bad seat. I was like three, no, more than that. Maybe, let's say four rows, five rows. Uh -huh. No more than seven from the very, very top of the stadium. Yeah. I loved my seats. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I looked great. Like, I really enjoyed them up there. Uh, so just a shout out that you can go to a Warriors game and sit right up towards the very top. Get the cheapest seats that you can. And you can still go and see an incredible game. Yeah. But I got to go check out the Dons. Uh, I'll go with you anytime. If you got uh, 30 bucks in your pocket, we got great seats. So I want to tie this in. I'm going to say a name, and they tie into two stories in my mind. Okay. Adrian Spinelli. Oh, yeah. Hey, good, good morning. morning. Uh, Adrian Spinelli is a referee for high school basketball, which mm -hmm. uh, turned me on to watching. A, I watched a high school game with you at uh, Urban a couple years back and yeah. watched really high-quality high school basketball in the state of California. Mm -hmm. Also, Adrian Spinelli, do you know what Adrian's really good at? A lot of things. <laughs> Accurate. Just end it right there. Yeah, absolutely. Adrian is really good at constructing sandwiches at Safeway. Oh. He has said to me on several occasions, don't sleep on Safeway sandwiches. Really? You get in there, you think about it a little bit, you can put together a pretty good sandwich for not that much. Okay. Is Adrian going to be the one that revives the Fillmore Safeway? <laughs> it becomes the hottest sandwich spot. Move over, Molinari's. A city turns to Spinelli in their time of need. <laughs> Possibly. 
It could happen. I, I, I believe it. I can, I can see it. Absolutely. Uh, so many friendly faces out here this morning. I feel like we're getting way more waves per minute than we haven't we seen our favorite dog Pumpernickel in a minute. But uh, you're right. There are lots of folks that are waving at us and saying hello this morning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know you broadcast here from like a year or so, and then uh, or how long have we been here for? More than that. Oh yeah, a little more than that. Now. Morning. Yeah. Putting uh, individual who just walked past us, past us, who's walked by like seven or eight times. Well, the disco ball's got the light on it now. Look at that! Look at the disco oh, lights. Yeah. Oh yeah, look at that. That's real nice. The lights uh, low here in the winter. Yeah, looking good. Uh, a light rotation from wind being caught by the semicircles, uh, moving this disco ball around, illuminates the ground with the shape of mirrors as they dance across the corner of 16th and Valencia on a beautiful San Francisco morning. We met the artist who did this one time, and I would. Can we just commission this guy to put something up on every corner? This is kind of like it's not rogue or guerrilla art, but it's like kind of rogue art in my mind. He's done a lot of rogue things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, it's not the f- the first one that this one. I think he probably got permission. He might have been asked to do it. I think Manny probably just texted him. <laughs> uh, you know where we could use a great big piece of artwork right now is at. Tell me if you know where this lake is. New Lake Alert in San Francisco. Blue Heron Lake. Oh. What is? It's my quiz for you for the week. What is Blue Lake, Blue Heron Lake? Uh, the lake formerly known, I won't even say the name, uh, the lake that <laughs> uh, is part of Strawberry Hill in the center of Golden Gate Park, the reservoir that feeds the rest of the park. I, I feel comfortable saying it, so I will. We are don't call it Stowe Lake anymore. Okay, we okay. call it Blue Heron Lake. Yeah. And rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Blue Heron Lake received an overwhelming uh, number of individuals who supported it, who liked it. Um, and at the end of the day, it wasn't Paul Valdez's choice. I forget what Paul's was. I remember really, really loving Paul's choice, though. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was like it was a moment of sort of reflection. Uh, but uh, Blue Heron Lake is what it is, and you can now go there and enjoy. So maybe some large-scale artwork out there at Blue Heron. Yeah. Um, here's a question for you. We seem to be on a big bird naming trend. We just were opening up a new park um, down in Soma, the East Cut, if you Shout will. Shout out. Um, that's going to be called Pelican Park. And while I like the alliteration, we now have uh, Heron's Head. Yep. A Blue Heron Lake, Pelican Park. What is the next bird-related park, or are we going to move on to a different animal? When is Parrot Park coming? So, are you ready for this? Talk to me. By the time they put that parklet out there by, where do you want it again? <laughs> Cliff House. Pigeon Park Parklet. <laughs> will be the next one. Uh, I don't know, but can I tell you a good place to throw this out? Talk to me. You want to throw this out maybe sort of like in a group of people that are good at sort of improvising? Yeah. So I would suggest going to a Sketchfest show. Oh, what's on the calendar? To go toss this out. So Sketchfest going on right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, started on the 18th of January and goes to the 4th of February. Today, the 25th, I'll just tell you, can I just run through just today's shows? Yeah. I'm going to just say the names. Aaron Chen. Sold out, by the way. A Taste of SF Sketchfest. Oh. Also sold out. How Long Gone? An Hour with Josh Johnson. I like that name. Just an hour with Josh Johnson. Mm -hmm. Claire Kane album recording with an opening set by Eugene Muirman. Okay. Jenna Friedman, Not Funny. (laughs) Scott Thompson as Buddy Cole in King. Pylon Reenactment Society and Kelly Stoltz. Edinburgh Spotlight, Chris Turner performing Vegas, baby. And finally, a taste of SF Sketch Fest, the adult improv. 
Mm. That is just today's shows for Sketchfest. Wow. Isn't that incredible? Any good venues? If I want to pick on venues alone, uh, where where should I go? Uh, yeah, let me see if I can find the, the best way to see all the different venues. Because, you know, this is the thing that I love about uh, events like this that are just jam-packed with opportunities. I think about Litquake as well, right? Totally. Oh, morning. Oh, that's just... Oh, he was? Oh, they, were, they were actually just ringing a bell as somebody crossing the street in front of them. <laughs> Not ringing it at us, but we will ring at them anyways. So one of the shows is at the Brava Theater. Okay. I think the, the Roxy probably has one. I actually don't see on here a quick way to see the venues that okay. this is happening at. Oh, actually, I just found a quick way <laughs> to see the venues that this is happening at. Uh, so Alameda Comedy Club, the Brava Theater, the Brava Cabaret, the Castro Theater, Ooh. the chapel here on Valencia, Club Fugazi, home of one of my favorite performances. And uh, Remember we walked around Club Fugazi? That was one of my favorite shows. Absolutely love Club Fugazi. Cobb's Comedy Club, another great classic. The Gateway Theater on Jackson Street. G-A-M-H, or you may know it as the Great American Music Hall. My favorite venue right now. Another Jackson Street one with the Great Star Theater, which I've not been to before. Ooh, Great Star's a good one. A Lost Church on Columbus. The Marines Memorial Theater on Sutter. One that I've not been to, but would really like to go to the Marines Memorial. I've heard nothing but really cool things about that building. Sam, who's playing there tonight? Uh, I'll check it in just a moment. The Marsh main stage and the Marsh studio, both of those are on Valencia. Mm -hmm. The Palace of Fine Arts. Wow. So yeah, many. Right? Oh, we're not done yet. Punch Club. And finally, the Sydney Goldstein Theater. Which you may know from KQED Arts and Lectures. <laughs> Broadcasting live from the Sydney Goldstein Theater. This is KQED. <laughs> Gosh, I love KQD. I love uh, City Arts and Lectures. City Arts and Lectures is great. Mm -hmm. We have so many things to go to in this town. I haven't gone to one of those in a number of years, but really should get back to it. Yeah, yeah. Get after it. Same thing, uh, Commonwealth Club, another one. Hey, good morning. Oh, can I give you a hot Commonwealth Club take? I would love it. I'm more asking a question, uh, I guess. What's going on over there? They got a brand new building, and I don't. I haven't, haven't been heard invited of, to a single event. Not a single thing. Yeah, I don't know what's happening over there either. I, I've been wanting to go to check out their gorgeous new space right on the Embarcadero, overlooking the Bay Bridge, and I can't remember for the life of me any event that they've done. Whereas before they moved there, they had all sorts of great things going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Yeah, I went to several at their old, very small venue above a Chase Bank on Market <laughs> Street. It was like I liked it. I had a good time there. Uh, well, you know. Looking at uh, looking at some of the things we've got, uh, Ted's Chris Anderson talking about generosity. Michael Gerhardt of the Law of Presidential Impeachment, reading Californians' books, discussions with Red Arrow. Morning, oh, this guy doing wheelie. Whoa, what's up, wheelie guy? What's up, man? How you living? Good, how about yourself? Man, we're doing well. You got you. That was a pretty sick wheelie. How long you been doing wheelies for? Uh, since like about 2016. Like seriously, but I've been riding bikes like, my whole life. I like it. This is a big ripper you're on. This is a great looking bike right here. Yeah. Oh yeah, so we're on the internet. We're Roll Over Easy is the name of the radio program. Roll Over Easy. Yeah, yeah, just an optimistic look at what's going on in San Francisco that's like, yeah, two hours every Thursday morning of good news. And that's it. Radio station is BFF.FM. Best frequencies forever. You type BFF.FM into your browser right now, and uh, we're the ones you're listening to. Yeah. You're the one you're listening to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> cool, man. Hey, be safe out there. Enjoy. Too, Love it. Look at that. 
That's the dream right there. The dude is sick. Just the coolest bike. Again, it was a that was a wheelie that people clapped for <laughs> on the corner of 16th of Valencia an hour ago. That guy came through just doing it. <laughs> oh goodness, you love to see it. Uh, Burrito Justice, hello and good morning. Hello. Burrito says Blue Heron Lake is fine, but we missed a big cost savings opportunity if we'd renamed it Stow Lake to Slow Lake. Oh, we'd have just needed an exacto knife to scrape off the sides of the T and confused angry drivers at slow streets. <laughs> <laughs> Burrito's spot on with that one. Uh, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Uh, going back to the talk of peak concessions, uh, Stow Lake has a great little concession stand. They got a, the boathouse there, mm -hmm. uh, which I have heard has a pretty good burger. Ooh! Yeah. No more pink popcorn though. That was a that was the that was thing. A thing there for a while. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I've not had a Stow Lake burger, but uh, you know, I was on a I was on a date with my wife last night, and oh, we went to the nice. Warriors game. So we decided we were going to ask each other date night questions throughout the night. <laughs> no, keeping things spicy, like. <laughs> Like, uh, you know, where, what is your favorite uh, this or that, right? Yeah. And one of the questions that we posed last night to the other was, what is your favorite hamburger? Ooh. And I said the one that I eat with you, which <gasps> did not, was not the answer she was looking for. Because she's like, no, 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 I mean like Sam's? Nopa? So uh -huh. I'll ask you, what is your favorite hamburger? This might strike you as a little bit basic, mm -hmm. but for my money... For the availability of it. I already it. know what you're going to say. Super Duper, baby. You and her both. I love Super Duper. Super Duper is a phenomenal burger for the price. Dare I say it's underrated. <laughs> it's really, really good. They're always ready faster than you think yeah. it's going to be. The shakes are good. The staff is good. Yep. Um, it's it's top notch. What's yours? I gave a non-San Francisco answer. <gasps> well, you were there for it, actually. Really? Small Cheval. Oh, Do you remember that burger that we ate was, in Chicago? That was a great I still burger. think about how that, good a burger that, that was, was. That was a good burger. I would say though, you know, I gotta go. I'm gonna go right there with you for um, Super Duper being a mm -hmm. really, really top tier burger. Um, I haven't had the Nopa burger in long enough to give it a good evaluation, mm -hmm. uh, but the Nopa burger is right up there too. Yeah, yeah. I think Nopa burger will be classic forever. It's similar to the Mission Bowling Club burger. Yeah. Where when it came out, it was like the only fifteen dollar burger in town. Yeah. Everyone's like, wait a second. <laughs> You can spend $15 and get a crazy good burger. Now if I see a $15 burger, I'm like, what a deal. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Remember how upset we were two. around $4 toast? Oh, the my gosh. things that I would do for a $4 toast right now. My goodness. I remember when that article dropped and it was like, this is the problem with San Francisco right now. We're selling avocado <laughs> toast for $4. Yeah, I love that. It sounds great. Sign me up for a $4 avocado toast. Um, this also makes me think of Trouble Coffee and their... Ah. Um, Amazing toast, yeah. and every once in a while, my brain, like my taste buds in my brain, uh, kind of hone in on that, and I really want that to come back in one way, shape, or form. Yeah, in twenty twenty four. My mom texts in, "Hello, good morning." I give you the hello, hello. Hello. Uh, my mom says that I gave my wife egg the lady babe a great answer though. <laughs> And then she says, you're so much like your dad. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, Mama Bird. Oh, goodness. And thanks for hanging out and tuning in with us this yeah. morning. Yeah. 
<laughs> the burger that you eat with friends. You know, that's, I've said this many times, my favorite swing of human emotions, going from one emotion to the other, is the feeling that you get with a group of people when you go from slightly hangry mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. satiated. Yeah, yeah. You know, you have a good meal, you share it with people. We've been breaking bread for as long as we've been humans for good reason. And a burger, that's bread. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, I love that we have been all in on the food news this morning. We- lots of food news. <laughs> lots, lots of food From anchor to f- falafel. This show is making me hungry. Good morning, hamburgers. Uh, it really is. But uh, San Francisco, a city where you can get lots of great food. Uh, we also have Jeff that chimes in to say that the Papa Max burger on Noriega, a block west of the new Gus's, is really good. <laughs> or it says try it, at least. Uh, Jeff is a lunch pro. I would listen to Jeff about a lot of things. Yeah. The C programming language and burgers, two of the top ones. Or I should say sandwiches <laughs> in general. Um, yeah, Jeff's a sandwich pro. This burger looks great. Nice and thick. Um, you know, there was a bit of a burger controversy a couple of years ago that I think we've moved by. We've okay. moved through, but I don't know how we moved through it. And tell me if you have any insight here. Uh, a couple of years ago, I think most San Francisco restaurants, Bay Area restaurants, stopped buying their buns from a company out of Pennsylvania. Mm. And that was due to the owner of the Pennsylvania-based bakery's political views. Okay. They felt very strongly. We actually do not want to give you any money yeah. anymore, which reasonable thing. And I think the quality of burger buns went down. Hey, good morning. Ildiko, what's up? Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing pretty good. You want to come around? we got a whole chair yeah, here for you. Here. Yeah. Anyway, the bun burgers, they got a little bit... They, they got a little bad. Yeah. They, they weren't as great while they were finding the replacement. I'm curious, who's making the best bun burgers in San Francisco right now? Because all the restaurants have them again. Great question. Yeah. We got a... We got like a local bakery? Yeah, someone's got to know the answer to this. Where are the best bun burgers coming from right now? Because there was a marked difference from a couple years ago to a year ago to now. We'll pay for it. We got you. Yeah, we got your coffee. <laughs> cool. And uh, Claire says, oh, Claire, hello, and good morning to you hello. as well. Say hi to Posey for us, Claire. Uh, Tower Burger on, in Portola is an unknown burger spot, a good unknown Ooh. spot. I uh, would love that. Portola plug as well, right down the street from, well, actually, that one's on Portola, excuse me. Not Portola the neighborhood, Portola the street. Although George's uh, Donuts in the Portola has a great burger, too. Ooh, the I donut like shop has a killer burger. I like it. Yeah. Uh, well, we got a guest coming on here. Uh, we should maybe hop into a jam real quick yeah, while we uh, while we figure this sort of thing out. Um, give me a moment just to pull something up here. Yeah. Uh, again, you can tweet in, tweet in at us. We are at RolloverEasy on social media. Um, also, you can become a bestie. Donate to bff.fm slash donate. Uh, and when you do that, you become part of what makes San Francisco's art and culture scene so vibrant and wonderful. So do that during the song break. We'll be back in a flash. And in this moment, let's play a little JSOM. How about that? A little JSOM here on the radio. BRB. <laughs>
a little JSOM in the morning to get things going. That was Meet Me Underwater. JSOM, a BFF.FM, uh, just bestie. Uh, fan of the program, or we're a fan of JSOM's program for a long time. I think JSOM's a fan of ours. <laughs> JSOM, JSOM, tuning in, hanging out with John <laughs> Dwyer in LA these days, I think. Pour a little coffee in there. Ah, as the early bird starts off with his coffee pouring, we look out to the skies, blue and clear, as San Franciscans everywhere are waking up, moving left, right, east, south, northwest, wherever it is that they may be going on this fine Thursday morning. We encourage you to pour your coffee as well. And then kick it with us. Oh, yeah. Every last drop in there. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting it all. Like a Folgers commercial. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, should we all take a sip of coffee together, all three of us? All right. Let's do it. San Francisco, do you have your coffee ready? All right. I count. Uh, let's toast to, um, I don't know, you tell us. You're the guest here. What do you think we should toast to? I mean, toast to the color of the buildings in San Francisco. As I was riding my bike here, I was struck by this baby blue with yellow right next to it and how people just confidently splash on vibrant colors. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Cheers to that. The building colors in San Francisco. We're going to let this uh, ambulance go by real quick here. And then yeah, I'm going to have to bring this down real quick. Oh, one second. Sounds of the city. And we're back. I would love to be able to dress with the confidence of a San Francisco building in terms of my color combinations. <laughs> Great quote. I love that. Right now you're sporting beige and gray. Uh, the other day I walked out of the house in four different shades of gray and I turned to my wife and I was like, too much? She was like, too much. <laughs> well, uh, if you're just joining us, hello, good morning. This is Rollovery's on BFF.FM and we are joined by Ildico. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Um, you got here by bike this morning. I did. How are the streets of San Francisco today? Oh, you know, friendly. Great. Yeah, I kind of just sped down the hill, feeling like I was running a little bit late. Hmm. And I actually counted how many times I came to a full stop. It was twice. Ooh, nice. So that was nice. This one of the things that I think is underrated about biking in this town is just based on the speed you're going you don't ever have to come to a stop usually which means you always feel like you're getting there uh, at a nice pace it's true the yeah. boys really like to do that uh balancing on the bike around yeah. the <laughs> stoplight thing is that a boys thing it seems to be a boys thing i want to say i'm guilty <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> Just like you like riding a bike. How about add a little self-competition to it yeah. and then try not to fall over? Let me balance here at every stoplight. <laughs> um, so you were telling us off air that you're coming from the Inner Sunset. You got any Inner Sunset breakfast recommendations? Any, yeah. any spots oh, yeah. in the neighborhood you're fond of? Yeah, imagine it's a beautiful day. Similar to today. Mm -hmm. uh, not a cloud in the sky. You look at your calendar. There's not a single event on it. You're with the oh. people you love, oh. and there's no lines anywhere. Oh. Where are you going? Um, honestly, probably my backyard. Mm, right. I really love hosting brunch. Um, so, like, some pancakes thrown together with whatever kind of flour I happen to have in the cupboards. Excellent. Um, but I could give a shout out to a lunch spot. 
Oh, Let's hear it. Hit us. Um, Savor or Savor. I don't oh. know exactly how. It's on Fifth and Irving. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, Savor, Savor. I think both of those work. I think they. W- I think actually I said Savor and the owner was like, it's Savor. So, <laughs> <laughs> unless I'm misremembering. You're trying to like, like yeah, make it a little bit uh, more interesting but perhaps. it's delicious. It's vegetarian Yemeni food and it's like decadent and flavorful and good quality nice. ingredients, fresh. Nice. The the owner's right there serving you, cooking it. He's love it. Such a sweetheart. Oh man, we've gotten a ton of great uh, lunch recommendations today. Um, Salil Ho was telling us uh, via their Instagram about a great lunch spot, a halal spot in the basement of the Westfield. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! And then Yelp's number one restaurant in San Francisco that did like a hundred across the U.S. is Ocean Indian Cuisine out on like Geary and. 30th. Okay. Yeah, so. To check that out. Lots of lots, lots of good food wrecks this morning. Mm-hmm. We're here to talk about uh, food, parks, and everything in between. Yeah. Uh, well, we're also here to talk to you because you are the, uh, w- what's your title over at Sutra Stewards? Is it Queen of the Forest? <laughs> Fairy Queen of the Forest. <laughs> Fairy, Fairy Queen, Queen of, of the, the Forest. forest. <laughs> That's Sutra Stewards. This is actually what my middle name means. <laughs> Queen of the fairies. You love uh, it. To somebody who doesn't know what Sutro Stewards is, imagine you're at Seville and you're enjoying a nice lunch there, and someone goes, What is Sutro Stewards? How do you describe it to somebody? We're a nonprofit that does habitat restoration and trail maintenance on Mount Sutro. Ah, okay. Trail restoration. Uh, so taking things that are currently there and making them slightly better. We like to use the word enhance. So basically, Mount Sutro is about 75 acres of open space that um, sits behind the UCSF Parnassus campus. Most of the land is owned by UCSF. A smaller portion is owned by SF Rec and Park. Um, And about 15 years ago, there really weren't any trails on Mount Sutro. Uh Um, This guy named Craig Dawson got together some neighbors and some friends and started sort of bushwhacking and hacking around. Um, he had grown up across the street from Mount Sutro mm-hmm. um, and always sort of sc- scrambled around the hillsides as a, as a kid. Um, it was a refuge for him. Um, and as an adult, he came back to the neighborhood and was like, this needs to be a resource for the city. Um, there's this sense that I think is shifting in the past 10 or 15 years that nature is outside of the urban environment. Hmm. Um, and I would say he was one of Uh, a handful of people within the past 20, 30 years that really came together to change that paradigm and start inviting nature back into the city. Um, So we're really lucky to live in this biodiversity hotspot in in the middle of a city where, um, you know, San Francisco originally had like 700 different species of plants um, in a very small geographic area. So some of those exist on Mount Sutro and part of our mission is to protect them, to enhance them, to restore biodiversity, and also facilitate access to, to wildlife, to nature, to Mount Sutro. Um, and it's so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Love that bit at the end. Uh, how is the enhancement process going? I, f- I feel like uh, you know it's amazing that the mountain has become so accessible in the last 15 years or so but it's not just opening trails you're doing all sorts of stuff to make the habitat healthier um what are you working on um so the project that i'm most excited about right now is the we're working on restoring woodland canyon creek which 
is an above ground creek that runs from the summit of Mount Sutro down through Woodland Canyon and, and into a pipe at Stanyon Street. Um, so in San Francisco, there's only a few above ground creeks left in the city. I remember my mind was totally blown about 10 years ago when I realized that cities actually have creeks. They're just mostly underground. Um, again, I just sort of thought that nature existed outside of the city, but it, that's not true. We've just sort of built on top of nature. So to have an above ground creek anywhere in a city is is a blessing and a gem and and to sort of let it squander and get completely overrun with invasive plants which is what's happening right now is is a lost opportunity so we're galvanizing the community working with our partners at UCSF and SF Rec and Park to um, launch a long-term project to remove invasive species that are choking the creek channel um, it's incredibly steep so the the water runs really quickly and mm -hmm. picks up speed and momentum and then that can cause flooding and major storm events mm -hmm. um, so one thing we're going to be doing is putting in interventions like using natural solutions we're talking like willow trees and mm -hmm. um, some of our trail building techniques can be used to create like almost little step ladders and pools so that the water slows so that it has a chance to infiltrate in, infiltrate into the soil um, eventually depending on climate change and drought potentially raising the the water table underground and making so that the water stays around longer it's it's a seasonal creek as a lot of our creeks are in california um so that's the long-term vision and i love talking about it <laughs> i can tell and we and we love hearing it as well you, you talk about making nature you know nature is in san francisco it's not just something that you have to go outside of this city to go find uh, we see this at parks all over san francisco right now it feels like we chatted with Joel Pomerantz a number of years ago Love around. Joel. Joel's great. I hope Joel's tuning in right now. Joel, you made a beautiful uh, shower map, shower curtain map of, of all the. Have it in my the... bathroom. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. You two both, excellent. Um, it feels like awareness of this is only growing as time goes on. Uh, you mentioned the individual earlier who'd spent time sort of advocating for this. What do you What do you think the big changes have been around San Francisco that have have made this more of a top of mind idea? Is it the fact that we talked earlier about the golf courses being open to just the public during the pandemic? Mm -hmm. Is this pandemic that we're still seeing the effects of something else? Mm -hmm. how, do you, how do you think about this? Um, I think it's a lot of factors. I think one is just sort of movements around revitalizing cities that have been happening over the past like 10, 20 years is um, people are sick of commute times, sick of living out um, in the suburbs and commuting into the city. That's changing now with the pandemic, but I think that's kind of where it began. People started to really think about how to make cities more livable, more enjoyable. Um, one reason why they moved out to the suburbs was to be closer to nature. So moving back into the city, there's this kind of like, how can I have more trees? How can I have more birds? How can I um, connect with the land, gardening? Um, and then I think, you know, one thing I like to say is that not all green is good. Green is better than gray for sure, but there's there's a lot of specificity to each unique location. Um, and the specificity that I'm talking about is the, the biodiversity, the, the, the plants, basically. So plants are the building block of biodiversity. So um, you want to plant the plants that the wildlife evolved with. Um, mm -hmm. So a rosebush from China is better than a, a plastic bougainvillea 
but yeah. also because it didn't evolve here in San Francisco, the the wildlife don't really know what to do with it. It's um, <laughs> it's like going to Mars, and maybe there's food there, but you don't know what it looks like. You don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, we have to plant the plants that the wildlife evolved with. That increases biodiversity. And I've seen a lot of um, shifting in public knowledge about this. Um, like New York Times articles are coming out about the, the benefits of planting native plants. And um, the Yerba Buena chapter of the California Native Planet Native Plant Society is really active and growing and raising awareness a lot. So. Um, I think there's I think there's also just a greater awareness of the biodiversity crisis worldwide like the yep. sixth extinction um, and that you can as a single citizen do something about that by just even if you don't have a backyard putting out a little um, hanging flower pot from your kitchen window that has native plants in it that might be a host plant for a butterfly that has a little habitat down the street and you're creating a corridor by putting that little single plant out there to the habitat that's on the other side of the block. Um, so there's really simple, simple ways that we can address the biodiversity crisis and I think people are starting to understand that. I absolutely love it. You're making it so easy for us to get involved as individuals oh, by saying, is. just just do this little thing. Yeah. So straightforward. Uh, how's the process working out on the larger scale up on the mountain? You have the the summit, <clears throat> which is uh, pretty native, um, yes. seemingly. And then it seems like that's the same path that you're following down the hill through Woodland Canyon. Yeah. Yeah. So Mount Sutro, if you haven't been there, is mostly invasive eucalyptus. And then an understory of invasives, Himalayan blackberry, Cape ivy, English ivy, Erharta, which is a grass, a perennial grass. Um, and what we're doing is we're working with UCSF on a vegetation management plan that um, thins dead and dying eucalyptus trees and then replants the forest with 50% eucalyptus and 50% trees that are native to California. Um, so a lot of people, when I tell them that, they're like, what? They're replanting eucalyptus? Like, what are they thinking? And uh, my assessment of that, just to be perfectly frank, is that, um, you know, when they were... Uh, negotiating the vegetation management plan there was a really strong contingent of tree huggers that um, didn't necessarily have some of this deeper ecological knowledge and um, the awareness of the biodiversity crisis wasn't as big and they just goodness of their hearts really really didn't want to see trees come down yeah. um, but like I said not all green is good so what we're doing is we're starting from the summit we are removing the invasive understory. We're going to be working to fundraise. I'm actually working on a big grant right now. Um, hopefully, we'll get it, and that would. It's going to be between a million and two million dollar application. Nice, let's go. <laughs> uh, so that would be a lot of money for some tree removal of the dead and dying trees that are yeah. choking the canyon. Um, and then we'd get in there and plant native plants. We just installed 1,700 plants last week. Wow, yeah. incredible. Yeah, plants that we grew in our nursery. So we have a native plant nursery program. Where's uh, the nursery located? On Mount Sutro. Ah, there as well. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Put a cafe there. <laughs> want to park up there. Or you guys could do a show there. <sighs> Let, Let us know. We're RCPing. Yes. Yeah, we're there. We're free that day, actually. As long as it's Satellite got cell show. service. That's the only thing. There's cell well, service. We're doing more yeah. and more remote shows these days. Yeah. So, definitely. Yeah. We'd love to host you. Great. We All love Sutra Forest. So, yeah. it's yeah. a win win. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so you're, you've taken plants from this nursery and you've put them up there. When with this grant, you'll be able to accelerate that or open up new initiatives. Yeah. So it'll be we planted 1,700 plants, which is less than an acre, like maybe a little bit more than half an acre, and we need to restore probably about 10 acres. Um, so the other major hurdle is removing the, the dead and dying trees mm. and bringing light to the canyon. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, so, no, this would also fund design, um, design and implementation. And then after that, we'd need to come up with the funding to continue to steward it, um, which is one of the big uh, hurdles as well. It's so common to see people put in all this massive amount of energy, galvanize the community, raise yeah. resources, um, install a native habitat or restore a native habitat, and then they don't have the funding to continue to steward it. Yeah. Um, and so that's where the community can come in. Like we we can start to come together and really feel pride. And I I'm trying to come up with another word besides ownership because that's not that's not really what it is. It's like um, responsibility. It's Stewardship's a good word. Stewardship's I like a good stewardship, word. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. We're like, so good you should name an organization with stewardship in the title. <laughs> I'd love it. I'd love it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I, I mean, I think just that long-term care and maintenance in general, I mean, you, you're touching on it. It's so important. Yeah. And it seems like y'all are doing it. Um, it seems like you are the, the caretakers of the mountain, right? We are. We all are. Yeah. Um, and that's what's so beautiful. It also, like, we give to the mountain and it gives back to us. I can't tell you how many times I've been in a foul mood and then gone to walk Mount Sutro or any open space really and and breathe and and just immerse myself in in what I'm seeing around me and notice the details like why is this plant on the same or this leaf on the same bush slightly more gray than the one right next to it or um Note, today I was I was out and I was noticing mushrooms and in this one little area where there are a lot of uh, wood chips everywhere there are maybe six different species of mushroom and and so that I'm imagining the mycelial network and just and and my connection to that how that mycelial network um, enhances the soil increases the nutrients in the soil which then helps my food grow and you know, and then I eat that and it's just we're all we're all part of it and and when you can get out of of the minutia of the day-to-day -day, like gotta get stuff done mm -hmm. um, and feel your connection to nature it, it sort of Im immediately alleviates stress and there's studies that show this I feel that way when I look out at the ocean it's like a reset on my brain and hearing yeah. the waves crash yeah uh, can I read a tweet that just came in around what we're chatting about Hello goes out to Lisa Amand in Hutch this morning. Lisa says, Happy trails, Sutro stewards. While we forest bathe in the rainy, then sunny Central Valley. Hey, roll over easy. We dig burgers from Amy's Kitchen when in California. Vegetarian food fuel for B. Hutch card making. Ooh. Sends in a great shot of some B. Hutch cards. Cup of coffee. And uh, yeah, the rainy, then sunny Central Valley. I guess we could go the burger talk way because we've gotten more tweets in about burgers also. <laughs> or the upcoming rain and then sun. Or I should say sun and then rain that we're going to see. Uh, maybe we touch on that first. You know, we're in a warming trend, like you're mentioning. Uh, this coming weekend, it's going to be up to 64 degrees. 68 on Sunday. 68? Wow. I got to find some shorts. I got to put them on. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, and then after that, I think we're going to get a substantial amount of rain. Uh, how do you think about, you mentioned earlier, ensuring that 
putting practices in place so that flooding does not occur. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about the upcoming rains this year? Mm-hmm. What what's Sutro looking like? Mm-hmm. And maybe what does it look like now? And why should people go see it now? And then maybe also in a month from now when it's changed? Yeah. Oh, that's such a, I love that question. That's such a good question. Um, so far, we've been monitoring the rain. So far, there haven't been any serious tree failures. There's been a few tree failures, but not like we had last year. Um, So what happens is the drought stresses the trees, then you get a lot of rain which um, saturates the soil, makes the soil looser, uh, then wind, and that knocks all the failing trees down. So last winter we lost, I don't know, 300 trees on Mount Sutro, like a good amount. Um, And this year, one thing that we're doing, we've been removing invasive plants in the canyon for about a year and a half now. Um, and we have to be really careful of erosion that can happen once those mm. roots are, are pulled yeah. out. So we installed all these uh, wattles to prevent erosion. We spread wildflower seed. Um, the, the planting that we did this last week will also really help with the erosion. But it is this relationship of um, relationship to our stewardship. So we're pulling out the invasive species that can loosen the soil, which can then fall onto the trails, which then gets pushed down the slope further (laughs) to clear the trail. That might have weed seed in it, and then we're Mm. pulling those weeds out. So this is something that we were able to observe and then learn from that. Um, I don't know if we call it a mistake, but but learn from those impacts, um, which is why we installed the wattles, we spread the wildflower seed, we're planting the plants. And there's another potential impact is that as we're removing all this excessive amount of um, shrub, of invasive shrub, um, there might be more water available in the soil. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just at Mount Sutro yesterday and you could actually hear the creek flowing. Mm. So if you stood at the edge of Edgewood Trail, at the top of the Edgewood Trail and also lower historic Um, The creek itself is pretty far from the trail, so you don't actually get to see it, especially because there's so many invasive species. Um, But you could hear the water flowing, and that was was really lovely. Uh, and do you think that once the restoration is complete, will folks be able to see the, the creek kind of flowing all down the mountain? That's one of our goals is to have like vista points. So, mm. you know, we're planting native species, but those native species can also com- completely cover the creek bed. So yeah. one thing that we want to do is in the design um, factor in stewardship access. Like how are we going to get yeah. down into the creek bed without eroding the creek bed, without creating really obvious trails to the creek bed? Because we don't want people to just be trampling everywhere um but to be able to maintain those vistas to come in to be able to sort of clear out some of the and that'll also help the habitat you know like birds and other species having access to the water oh great stewards thinking ahead to (laughs) not just you know you mentioned earlier in regards to grant money not just thinking about how do we change something now but then how do we maintain it in the future and then how do you create sustainable pathways like physical pathways to maintain that in the future yeah what a wonderful problem to be solving yeah i like to imagine them being able to set up an endowment that would be a stewardship endowment it would be um, directly attached to the acreage that we will be stewarding and the hours that it takes to steward that and then it would raise that amount every single year and we would have this into perpetuity um, stewardship fund. Shout out. Uh, I'm thinking about the like the Schmidt Foundation or somebody that does these sorts of things. Like, <laughs> get at us. Come on, come on down here, Eric Schmidt, 16th in Valencia. You know where to find check. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you've actually done some good fundraising already, though, right? Yes. Uh, Shout out to Craig Newmark. 
Craig hey. of Craigslist fame. Yes. Craig of also like of I just imagine him wandering around the neighborhood. Uh-huh. It's, it's in his backyard, effectively. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, so thanks, Craig. Yes. Twenty-five thousand dollars, two years in a row, and then we've been able to match that with donations from the community. Awesome. Um, That's great. Uh, any more big fundraising? Uh, you mentioned the grant that you're going after. Um, so that's Urban Streams Restoration Grant from the State of California Water uh, Resources Department. Cool. Um, that's due at the end of February, so send me good vibes. Good vibes being sent. Thank you. Uh, can I but read you can a few? Always, sorry. No, no, please. Always donate online. <laughs> What's the website for people to donate? Uh, org. Slash safe trees. No, donate. I'm <laughs> donate, guessing. Okay, donate. Uh, this is fine too. Safe trees. Uh, just briefly, we got several messages, tweets, tweets in about hamburgers in San Francisco. Uh-huh. Are you? Do you ever eat a hamburger? I do. Do you have a favorite hamburger in San Francisco? Uh, Fresca. Ooh. Um, they just closed on. I'm really bad at this. Clearly, first I can't give you a breakfast joint. And Sable then I'm like, is a good idea. Yeah, yeah. totally works. Place that closed. Yeah. So again, this is community radio. You could literally make something up <laughs> and go. Interesting. Tell us more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great. Uh, okay, so Catherine says the burger at Zuni is one oh, of her yeah. favorites, mm-hmm. along good. with Spruce. Classic. And then also just about a block from here, uh, ABV has a really good one. Oh, yeah, they do. And she says less fancy, Sam's on Broadway, classic burger, or Red's Java House. Mm-hmm. Love and the Red's burger. SGT1372 says Bourdain loved Sam and, Red, and Red's as well. Liked, they liked Zuni and Spruce, and they said, never understood, never understood the hype regarding Zuni. Yes, the chicken's good but not good enough to make a fuss over, which I feel like several people are furiously typing at this moment. <laughs> They're making a fuss over it. Um, so was Fresca, is, is that on 24th? And it, the one that, that I would go to was on 9th and Irving. Okay. Um, but I think they do have, they have a location in Noe Valley. Cool. Then they have a delicious burger. They had this amazing happy hour that was like a dollar twenty-five oysters. Whoa! Cocktails for seven dollars. Like it was. We're it was those the, to your backyard. It was the happy hour of the old days. Oh yeah, that sounds great. Like pre-pandemic, pre-Facebook, San Francisco's wonderful. Uh, do you have any aspirations to bring a cafe or anything to the mountain? Aspirations. To, well, I have an aspiration to bring you guys. We're, we're coming. Again, we've yeah. already yeah. With yes. coffee. Yeah. <laughs> we do the mobile broadcasting thing now. Yeah, yeah mobile broadcasting. He uh, rides me around in his bicycle sometimes while we broadcast. So really? maybe we'll get, mm-hmm. we'll get all the way up there. Go anywhere you want to go. Is yeah. it an e-bike? It is, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah you get up, yeah. Get very, up that hill. Yeah. With a large enough uh, cargo bin for a very tall tree such as myself. <laughs> uh, so no cafe up there yet. Well, yeah, I don't know. That's. <laughs> I think we want to keep it natural. Yeah, feeling. yeah, yeah like, okay. reasonable. Not bring the city up to Mount Sue Show. Yeah, fair. You have done a couple of fundraisers though. You did like the brews and something. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Beers made by walking. A that beers? was before my time. Yeah. It's infamous. We should really make it happen again, but it's so much work. <laughs> as as with a lot of those things. <laughs> uh, if you're just tuning in, Eltigo is here from Sutro Stewards. Again, sutrostewards.org. Sutrostewards.org. It's the place to go to make all of your fundraising pitches. Um, uh, I got to ask, as you look at other parks we've got, of course, Golden Gate Park is a large one in the Presidio, all the way down to McLaren Park mm-hmm. or down by Lake Merced. Are there other parks in San Francisco that you think are doing a great job of this um, rehabilitation and creating sustainable pathways that you look at and say, this is this is the goal or this is what we want to do? The Presidio. 
awesome. Yeah, they're like a model. Um, they have a lot of funding through the through the rental situation that they have over there, yeah. um, and they really have been able to set set the standard for habitat restoration in San Francisco. Um, they also, because it was an army base uh, and it wasn't fully developed, they have a lot of remnant native species of um, plants and butterflies, and and they're doing some amazing uh, watershed restoration. Um, El Poline Spring, um, oh, yeah. the Tennessee Valley watershed. They've tunnel tops. You guys probably Ooh. people have visited. Love to, yeah, we were talking about amazing. tunnel tops pizza earlier today. They used to open oh. a pizza spot up there. Yeah, tunnel yeah. They're doing wonderful. a nice um, combination of of uh, like kids and um, activation, just various kinds of activation right there at tunnel tops. But I think there's also a lot of value that of keeping it as as sort of wild and native and natural as possible which they're doing in other parts of the park so tunnel tops can bring people in um and then they start wandering and and connecting with 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 wildlife being a part of it is that part of the goal of what you're doing which is to get people in and understanding what good sustainable management looks like so that they're able to uh otherwise like become more ingrained in stewardship locally is that part of the mission to educate and yeah definitely i mean i think part of my personal mission is to share my love of nature and my connection to nature and and offer pathways for people to find their own love and their own connection and their own sense of responsibility and and care um and and that that is a joy and it it brings so much to your life and so sutra stewards is um, is doing that and we offer opportunities for that every day um, every week we have volunteer programs Wednesdays and Thursdays the first and third Saturday um, and not only are you connecting with nature and giving to Mount Sutro and receiving back from Mount Sutro but also you're doing that in communities so you're meeting friends you're you know who are there every week um, there's so many like people have found apartments through the nursery program <laughs> at, you know, at Sutro Stewards and and so that I think what I continue to observe in our like fast-paced society that becomes more and more digital and more and more behind a screen is is disconnection so we're becoming I think on the one hand more increasingly disconnected from ourselves from each other from nature we have constant stimulus that we are being bombarded with all the time um, interruptions via notifications and phone calls and yeah. whatever else um, and I think nature offers us an opportunity to slow down and feel ourselves. Like, what am I? What am I actually going through? Rather than like jumping to that. Oh my God, I'm feeling something intense. It's kind of difficult. How can I distract myself from this moment? That those distractions are everywhere, and we're like asked to be distracted. Yeah. Um, and then through that slowing down, you can actually face another human being a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and better, and so I see I see nature as a conduit to to build connections and fight this isolation that I think ultimately results in um, mental illness uh, and aggression mm-hmm. and 
um, we really need to be moving in the opposite direction. I do agree that if we all spent a little bit more time up in Sutra, I just think society would be a little less aggressive in <laughs> oh general. Oh, my god! 100% agree with that yes. statement. You're like actually a great example of this like very strong feeling I have that people that are closer to the soil, that like put their hands in the ground, are just like a lot happier and healthier and more connected to the world around them yes. than the rest of us. Yes. Uh, and it's great that you provide so many opportunities for folks to do that. And everyone yeah. can find it on their own, too. Mm-hmm. We are not the only opportunity. Um, it feels really important. I feel like there's also a greater sense of patience with people that are in agricultural-based societies or otherwise working with their hands because you understand the importance of, you know, sowing seeds now for the future. Mm -hmm. And that future is not as immediate as uh, in today's society, the next 30 days or the next quarter. Yeah, you don't order it on Amazon. Totally. It doesn't come uh, next day. Pollinator Paradise doesn't happen in 48-hour shipping. Yeah, I mean, we we need people to order plants a year and a half in advance because we have to go collect the seed. Yeah. And the seed only comes out one time a year for each species. And so there's this nuance that you have to learn. And, and you learn the nuance by going out and doing the seed collection. And, and the nuances as varied as you know a, a specific wildflower might its seed might ripen on mclaren park at a different time than at san bruno mountain at a different time than at mount sutro um, so you have these different opportunities and it, that also might be different next year um, but you begin to accumulate this um, this awareness this knowledge this sort of sense for for the natural world I mean I used to be a nursery manager and seed collection was part of my job which was just mind-blowing like I'd be out <laughs> hiking like, following my nose to this Love specific it. like mule's ear and and just like I'm getting paid to do this. <laughs> this is incredible um, but what it what it did is it it afforded me this this opportunity to to create more connection to place mm-hmm. um, and also it's insane how I don't wouldn't say I've got a great memory like I absolutely forget things but I would remember where I collected that that specific wildflower that I needed for that specific order mm-hmm. um, I think that we as humans have an innate ability to identify nature um, and and to return to it because we need it evolutionarily we need it for survival we need to know what's poisonous what's edible we need to know where we can go back and find that thing again because we have to survive and you know to the point of what you're doing it just it brings folks together right Mm -hmm. you're you're happier you're healthier Mm -hmm. you're, you're more likely to enjoy your neighbor when you're out there it's part of the yes like there's you know 19,000 crises going on right now across the world right or more um and there's a lot that we are saying no to um not to assume but a lot of us like no to fossil fuels we have to transition off of fossil fuels like um no to waste no to all these different things but uh habitat restoration is part of the yes and that just i mean i came from like a climate change activist background and that's what i was doing is i would say we need to stop this and we need to stop this and it was just draining and exhausting and um what's the alternative how can we build the vision for for the world that we want and create that now it's not like it's a vision that's 30 years in the future it's one that we start living can you talk about like having to collect seeds a year and a half early it's like yeah 
to plan for that future now. Yeah. Do it now, and it'll pay off in the future. And I love the idea of just like part of the yes, right? Like that's the yeah. the whole ethos of this show is finding what's part of the yes. Yeah. So uh, I'm just so glad that you're just you're bringing so much yes to the mountain. How can folks get involved? Do you have like a great newsletter that I love getting? I forward your newsletter to more people. Yeah. I think my friends are tired <laughs> of me really forwarding your are? newsletter. You just subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Luke. So uh, Sutro Stewart, sorry. Yeah, so you can get involved by volunteering Wednesday, Thursday. Come to our nursery at 9.30 in the morning. You can just show up. You can also go online and RSVP and get more information before you show up. Cool. Um, first and third Saturdays, we do trail building. All of the trails are built by hand. No fossil fuel machinery. That's not a... Um, like a commitment that we made, like we're not going to use fossil fuels. It's just that that's the the best way to build the trails. Mm. Um, And it's impressive. Like it is physical, uh, choreographed, team building kind of labor. Um, So that's the first and third Saturdays. We also have wildflower walks coming up in the spring. (gasps) We're also free that day. We're actually being yes for that. Love the wildflower walks. (laughs) So those are totally open to the public, March through June. Um, what are some other opportunities? We'll have a plant sale. That's not till the fall. Um, check out our website. There's a lot there. Sutro, Follow us on Instagram. Sutrostewards.org. Uh, I see it right here in front of me. Uh, get involved. How to do it. I love it. Low barrier of entry, high impact. In San Francisco, a thing you can point to from a lot of places in the city and go, <laughs> you see that up there? I made that just a little bit better for mm-hmm. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a beautiful thing. And I think it wasn't even uh, accessible 15 years ago. We got like a whole new forest within the last 20 years. For everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, thank you for all that you're doing to Mm -hmm. just quite literally steward it. Thank you. Again, very appropriate name. (laughs) (laughs) We are all stewards. We just have to learn how to do it. Mm -hmm. I love that as well. It's uh, none of the gatekeeping of stewardship, but rather the involvement of community and ensuring that everyone is able to come up at help out and make a, a better tomorrow yeah you don't have to be an expert you just have to be willing to learn to get your hands dirty literally and um learn by doing learn by watching observing over time and by talking to each other and listening love it mm. uh well we're nearing the end of the program here do you have a song the you know a good sutro mountain song for um, the yeah, people you're waking up your volunteer i had to really good. think about this one um <laughs> So I'm not. It's not necessarily a Sutro Mountain song, but it's just a song that I'm obsessed with at the moment. It's um, Beverly McKay, and it's called "You're So Right." Um, Beverly McKay is, I think, a pretty obscure soul singer, like R&B singer from the early '60s. Um, And I've really only found like five songs of hers Hmm. online, but she came to me through a mixed CD that was purchased at some fabulous like Lower Haight Street record shop that currently needs um, money for renovation. Oh, Rookie Ricardo's. Yes. Yeah, they need a new home. If you have a space for Rookie Ricardo's, they're looking for it. Yeah, so, so he introduced me to my current favorite artist, Beverly McKay. Nice. Yeah. Uh, what a great record shop. I've actually never been inside. Really? Somebody bought that for me. Nice. That mixed CD. It, it found you uh, naturally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. I'm pulling just another moment here. I pull it up. Did you find it? I found Beverly McKay, but I didn't find the track, but You're I could so find right. it like on YouTube or something. Yeah. 
When in doubt, go to YouTube. Conscience is <laughs> another great song of hers. Cool. I think I've got it right here. Okay. Yeah. Me and my dog have dance parties in the living room to this song. Ooh. <laughs> shout out to all the dogs hanging out this weekend. Uh, it's going to be sunny. We'll give you. I would love to give you sort of the final word for San Franciscans everywhere. They're going into their Thursday. They're going into a sunny weekend. What's What would you like to tell them as we uh, before we hop into a jam and call it? Um, slow down, say hello to your neighbors, to people walking by, uh, smell the flowers, literally, and get out and volunteer in your local open space. If you think I'm gonna miss 